For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with Gian Solano and Andy Mattioli. Hello everybody, we are back. We are rested, we're feeling great. Another episode of the Roma Press Podcast. We hope you're doing, well, doing better if you're a supporter of the Azzurri, Andy. There's no, what is it, five days later, six days later? Yeah, there's no way you're feeling as bad as the day it happened. So I, I will just assume you're doing better, which is a good uh-huh. thing. Uh-huh. There's no, c- come on, we, we've had enough time to grieve. We're going to go over that. We'll go over the market, but I, I'm, I'm okay. I know people know our takes on uh, the Italian national team. We won't regurgitate that part of it so much, but we will do, I guess, sort of a post-mortem. Very quickly, though, uh, a thank you to our two newest patrons over at Patreon, Joe Macera and Faizan. Thank you both for your support and, of course, for all of our other wonderful patrons who make this possible. It means so, so much. But I have to say, Andy, this past week, it was a nice break, although that was somewhat ruined by uh, the Italian national team absolutely pissing themselves and I mean, you want to talk about like Porguino. Uh, I mean, that was like the ultimate Porguino when I, I saw every single radio television. Oh, well, this is how they should line up against Portugal. Uh, if you play. Yeah, nobody, nobody was talking about Macedonia. It was like they weren't going to even play that game. It was like a, a friendly. I don't know. <laughs> it was incredible. It was as if that match never even existed. And then we saw what happened. So let's just dive right into that. And then we'll get to Roma transfer market stuff. I've already given, I think, the bulk of my opinion on this. And we were somewhat wrong because they obviously won Euro 2020. I am well on the record of having said... I've been very disenchanted by the Italian national team for some time now. Ever since 2008 or 9-ish, I've really just been, I I won't say indifferent, because that's probably too strong of a word, but I will say just not very as, uh, not as plugged in or Compelled. compelled to watch them. Now, Obviously, I think the most obvious aspect of this is the the characters, the talent is just nowhere near. I'm 31 years old, okay? Uh, 2006, obviously, I remember very vividly that team compared to this current crop. It's laughable, particularly, in my opinion, when you look and attack. There's just not the same level of quality. I've taken issue with the fact that when uh, Brandelli, it was mostly uh, 
for the most part, an Italia, Italia Juve, which I did not like. It was very hard to uh, watch them with that being the case, watching Bonucci, Buffon, Chiellini. I think you uh, mentioned the uh, Italia Juve phenomenon like at least six I times a year. I, 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 it's but like, I have it's... to. I have to. I have to because... <laughs> And that's not even that's not even a mentioning. I mean, 2010, 2014 World Cups, uh, laughable. I mean, those were enough of a reason to stop caring if you so ch- chose to do so. I, I mean, those were absolutely pathetic performances. And then obviously what happened in 2017. So fast forward to now. I don't know if you were as strong as I was in my, again, disdain is too strong of a word, just indifference is indifference, probably the best yeah, way. No, the indifference but but i think we we, we were both uh struggled with it throughout the euros because we i remember yes. we you know it was the summer we were we we're sitting here and we were watching this national team and at first we were very skeptical I remember we were just you know we don't see anything special about it and then all of a sudden i think they you know they even surprised themselves by by the the underdog status that they sort of um got over the course of that competition, mm. they started out, you know, as pretty strong favorites and a, and a decent group, and uh, and and slowly but surely they, you know, they became this underdog, this team that was supposed to go up against England, Germany, Spain, France, um, Belgium, and and I, I think they they bought into that hype too much and that will obviously that will happen when you win a competition like that the way they did you know at Wembley with with the with the you know with the English fans uh, booing them and and you know yeah. winning away from home in that fashion in extra time on penalties just you know it's it will do that to you because you well, will even to the storyline uh, it was sort of like the old, uh, ma- uh, you know, teacher versus student sort of uh, that that matchup of England versus the Azzurri, where you had this very young team versus the group of, uh, you know, savvy veterans of Chilini, Bonucci. It, it really was sort of like, again, master versus student. And that itself, in my opinion, made it much more intriguing and exciting to watch. Yeah, but at, at the same time, it was, you know, I, I thought... And again, I don't think I want to discredit anybody's work here because I think that uh, winning a Euro where all of a sudden Federico Chiesa is a protagonist, Leonardo Spinazzola before going down is a protagonist, uh, Pessina is a protagonist, you know, of all people. Uh, you, you had you had these games where these guys came out of nowhere and and really made an impact, and I, and that competition was. Sp- you know, was sprink- Italy sprinkled a lot of those really memorable moments in there, but it caught up to them because mm. I think this is this is, in my opinion, worse than than the Sweden uh, exit. You know, the, oh the, no, the, wow, I think, that's a I take. Think, okay, I think, let's, I think this is why. this is much worse than the Sweden one. Expectations were different, first of all, uh, and if you notice the state in which uh, the Italian national team and the federation were at that moment, they they had Ventura, who uh, I believe has won a bunch of trophies in Serie C, and then 
he was given this national team just sort of as a Hail Mary because they had no idea how to replace Conte. They had Tavecchio. Tavecchio. Had, yeah, they had a Tave- and now <laughs> and this is where this is where it gets interesting because Tavecchio was like was a complete buffoon, an idiot, uh, a, a complete asshole who you know is notorious if you just if you just google him or you go on youtube you see all these r- racist remarks and just a, a guy who should not be in the position that he is in but reminder that roma and juve were the only two clubs to vote against his against appointment him, yeah, sure. I, I just want to point that out <laughs> but but the, again he was a marked man because he was bad he was bad publicity and the italian federation took that exit as a way of blaming Tavecchio, blaming Ventura, and that was it. The, so remember when 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 that happened, the headlines, everything, Italian football is dead. Italy, you know, you gotta you gotta come back. You gotta uh, be reborn after such a tragic episode. This is shameful. Blah blah blah. They fired those guys. You, I, I don't even know if Tavecchio is still alive. Poor guy. Uh, Ventura coached Salernitana for Lotito and then got sacked because, I don't know, something happened. Uh, anyway, it's not going good for either of these guys. They hire Mancini. They put Gravina on. And they, they, they make it seem like everything's fine, like everything is, 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 is well again. And, uh, and yes, we go and, and win the Euros. Um, but there is a completely different atmosphere when doing that. It felt like, oh, you know, by bringing in guys like Piscino or Federico Chiesa, we are we are uh, cleaning our palate. We are re- starting from scratch. You know, we're we're um, we're rebuilding. And instead, the, the reality of the situation is that Italian football hasn't properly re- been properly rebuilt in a long, long time. I mean, we're still picking up pieces after two thousand and six. You know, we have still the same guys. There, the fact that after this debacle, the the first and only two names to replace Mancini, I don't know if you saw it, but the first <laughs> yeah, and two in Lippi's corpse, Lippi and Cannavaro, Lippi, who's I believe seventy six, Cannavaro, who's coached in China, that's your idea of rebuilding. Those are the mm. first two names, and mind you, that's not even. I don't even think that Gravina's position is in jeopardy right now. Did you it's see not. how they did you see how they managed to now nobody's even talking about this North Macedonia exit. I mean it was it was it was terrible the first night around, but the the momentum, the the everything just sort of fell flat. Nobody's really talking about any big revolution because it doesn't nobody profits from that. And and Italy and Italian football especially is 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 all about profit. Um, Mancini spoke at the press conference uh, following the game and in and ahead of this useless Turkey matchup, as a guy who knows his job is completely secure, which is bizarre because you were playing at Palermo, you're playing in front of your home crowd against the team that didn't even look like they belonged there and didn't even look like they really believed in anything you get scored on at the 92nd minute while you're busy putting on Chiellini uh, as a substitute which is again a, a genius move I must say uh, so and, and the that guy was, that was it, akin to De Rossi having <laughs> being asked to come in at the what 
At the 94th yes. minute. <laughs> and he's pointing to Insignia. Well, but, but that, you know, again, that it hasn't evolved. And Italy have, sure, they have a problem of individuals. Uh, you know, you have to come to face the reality that uh, although we won, Italy won the Euros, um, this is not a, a team of generational players. You know, these are, these are, some of them are, are, are really good players. Most of them are good players and a lot and and, and uh, a lot of them are eh, there are players that I don't I don't think belong on this stage I mean if our most exciting talents right now the goalkeeper getting caught out from 50 yards out by the guy who used to play at Palermo sure, or or sure it- sure or or uh or the fact that we are here drooling over Raspadori and Scamacca who are Sus are playing for Sassuolo, who are, I believe, tenth in the standings, and these are sort of the big names and the big substitutes that are supposed to make a change. It's not so. I don't want to even want to focus on these individuals because that's not even the issue. Obviously, no, the the, no. the the fact that I'm not I'm not gonna have to see Florenzi or Immobile uh, hopefully anymore for the Italian national team and seeing them in any sort of version edition of a world club is a blessing and seeing the same thing. Um, but, but, but the, the issue is, is much larger than that. The fact is that there are problems that haven't been addressed and will probably not be addressed because again, it's not comfortable for, for most people involved. I'm just really shocked by how compared to the Sweden debacle where Ventura was, he was out the door like two hours later, like yeah, he was remember, gone. He was interviewed on the, uh, he on was the playing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was on the spot. He was gone. Tavecchio, uh, Tavecchio, the, the, the disappearance of Tavecchio reminds me of Joe Pesci's disappearance in Goodfellas. You know, when Robert, uh, Robert De Niro goes to the telephone booth and he tries to phone to see if, if Joe Pesci got made. And he's like, <laughs> so and the other guy on the line is like, no, we had a problem. What do you mean? You had a problem. No, he's gone. That's that's kind of, that's kind of like I see the disappearance of Tavecchio. That man was marked since those Balotelli yeah. comments. He was gone. He was bad publicity. Oof. So, but but after this loss, like the first evening, yes, we got a couple of tweets from Fabrizio Romano who was crying in his Twitch room. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes, we had we had my a number few... one my number one <laughs> follower. Come on, we, we had we had a few tweets from uh, Angelo Mangiante from his tent eating uh, angels. Hold on, I, I have to say, for eating <laughs> angels because I, I've had the the privilege of inter- interacting with this bozo a few times. What is with this thing with Sky Sport where they go out and they say, "Hey guys, you know how we can grow our following? You know what I want you to do." I want you all to talk in broken or er, er, tweet in broken English, and I want you to do like those tweets where you twerk for uh, like uh, you know the, the 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 Premier League anonymous uh, accounts where you say, "Wow, what a player!" <laughs> yes. with twenty it, exclamation it, yep. points. Somebody tell Angelo that it's not working for him for for. Uh, I think for a lot of them, yeah, for a lot of them, uh, for a lot of them. Well, well we, we we know they have some problems there with English um, as one of uh, uh, Mr. Mangiante's colleagues who I have yes. mentioned his story on here a few times. 
they they they're a bit late to the party in terms of being able to uh, properly articulate themselves. Let's well, just say that it it is, and and the the thing is that uh, a lot of these a lot of these people get get really you know make a, a big show um for the for the first night or so uh, after wow, that loss bitch. wow what a player again you have these yeah you have you have this it, it makes the rounds and and all of a sudden people are are digging into the the timeline of of the events that led up to this uh debacle at, at palermo but the real Difficult issues are swept under the rug within 24 hours. You don't, you you don't see anybody who has any importance whatsoever within Lega, within Federation, whatever, make any kind of statement regarding the future of of the Italian national team and Italian football in general. The only thing that people can now, again, it, and this narrative comes out every time. Italy go out of a competition or Italy make full out of themselves, which has happened a lot over the past, what, 10 years or so. And uh, the only thing they can say is the classic xenophobic or racist shit, which is we don't want foreigners. We want Italians in our team. Why? Why are we? Why are we spending so much money on this uh, Serbian or, or or this Portuguese player? If uh, and why aren't we taking chances on our Italian talent? Which is not really uh, getting at the at the heart of it, but whatever. No. I mean, it's, again, it's a very simplistic take. Um, sure, there is a there is a problem in how certain teams may hesitate in 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 giving lessons. Like take Inter, for example, who absolutely re- refused to take a chance on Zaniolo. Uh, but 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 it it's not like. It's not like this is, you know, the the revolution. What what the revolution needs is, I don't know, Tuminello to come out of out of the dead and uh, and uh, make a name for himself and becomes become Italy's new striker just because he's Italian and he's twenty years old. Um, that's that's not. It's it's a whole it's a whole issue that uh, has sort of caught up to Italy over the years because they never managed to. Um, to get past the, the, that glorious era of the '90s, early 2000s, they they're still there. The people working are still the people that worked back then. And when you see the name of Marcello Lippi as a potential candidate to take over from Mancini, that's all you need to know about the state of Italian football. Every fan knows the right player in the right position can be a game changer. Put LifeLock between your identity and identity thieves to monitor and alert you to threats you could miss. Plus, with a U.S.-based restoration specialist on your team, you won't have to face drained accounts, fraudulent loans, or other losses from identity theft alone. All backed by the LifeLock Million Dollar Protection Package. Change the game on identity theft. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware. Well, and the other thing too, and I've mentioned this for years, and I mentioned this in 2017 when this happened. I think even if you have spent a, a, a brief visit to the country, and I, I, I do think you'll agree with this, I think in terms of uh, generations, there is a very 
distinct divide, not only footballing matters, but just life and society in general. And the, we could go down that path and it would take hours to discuss. But in this regard, at least, there is a very clear generational divide on a path forward. And for me, even because when this originally happened with Tavecchio, he said many of the same things that Gravina was saying the other day. For instance, when Gravina said in uh, following the match, did you read the part where he said the goals of the Azzurri have to align with the goals and objectives of the clubs in of Serie the clubs, Yes, of course. Otherwise, we can't move advance, forward yeah. with a, a unified vision for the national team. No. Why? What does Roma, Inter, Milan, why in the world would they give even the slightest shit about Nothing the to do Italian with, yeah. national team? Their goals are not even remotely correlated. Not, not even in uh, the smallest percentage that you could think of. It's less than that. They have nothing to do with the Azzurri. So to see Gravina go out there and say, oh, well, we need the clubs to be in alignment because we need them to play this player or that player. We need more Italian youth players. Or my favorite, because this was the, Every time this happens, you know, there, I kind of call it like the flavor of the month. We come up with one idea and we think it's going to be a radical change. And this is what I sort of love anytime something like this happens, particularly from, from an Italian standpoint. Just having lived there for and spending a lot of time there. Andy, let me just tell all these people, and you can attest to this. Let me tell you what's going to change. Nothing. Nothing's going to change. No. Zero. No, throw it out the uh, throw it out the window. That's my point. Yeah, that's put my point. Put this on the shelf with uh, 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 Santa Claus, okay? Because mm -hmm. it's not happening. Nothing no. is going to happen. This is this is no different than like politics. When you see something bad happen, you always have some uh, political. Because this figure is say, politics, well, man. This is the the yeah. sort of the what it, what happens behind the scenes and what what keeps this system going is politics these people are that's what i'm saying these are the same people that have been there years and years and somebody mentioned uh, i saw it on twitter uh, somebody mentioned the story of how roberto baggio was was sort of hired on the on the spot as a technical director for for the italian national team and he was you know he he went out of his way to 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 draft a report on what Changes could be could be implemented on a national level. What 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 issues need to be addressed for regarding the national team? Nobody took him seriously. Nobody listened to him, and he quit. Um, so if you if you do that to probably the greatest Italian player of all time, and 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 sort of stick to the old mantra, to the old friendships, because this is all a network of friendships, as you said, you know, somebody like Tavecchio, a complete idiot, an ignoramus like Tavecchio could be elected um, in the first place. That that tells you all you need to know about the people working in Italian football. And these are, again, issues that go beyond whether a team is taking a chance on a Primavera player or not. Um there are there there is sure a huge disparity in talent. There is a there is a problem in in the fact that listen, you were what twenty years ago you were playing with 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 Francesco Totti, Nesta, 
you were playing with uh, young Pirlo, you were playing with the young Gattuso, you were playing uh, with, with so many incredible talents um, that just are not there anymore, that sure, that will make a difference. But the fact that we have to, you know, it's been what? It's been since that shit show in 2008. Uh, it's been a long time, man. It's been 14 years, so it's not good. It's not good. This is not going anywhere. Um, but as you said, and and I want to reiterate it, nothing will be done about it because um, it's just nobody's interest. And maybe you know some players will retire. We will not have to see Giorgio Chiellini anymore, like the way we didn't. We don't have to see Buffon anymore. We will not have to see Ciro Immobile anymore. But the the same problems will arise. Um, because no fundamental changes will be made. And I thought the Euro was great, but maybe, maybe it will come by to bite the national team. The way, you know, the way the semifinal uh, bit Roma and the ass, the Champions League semifinal bit Roma and the ass, because Roma had this illusion that, oh, we can do this, you know? Oh, the, this is who we are. Uh, and And sort of, continued along the way doing the same things they did before because they thought that worked for them. It didn't. Um, I'm pretty sure that this elimination with, with North Macedonia uh, is a result of that, is a result of that thinking of, 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 of Italy just buying into their own hype, uh, not addressing the issues that need to be addressed. Man, you haven't scored a goal in forever. There are problems here. <laughs> this is a team that couldn't score against Bulgaria, a team that couldn't score against Switzerland. So, you know, these these are not power, footballing powerhouses. And so there is that. There are two levels to this. There is that bureaucratic behind-the-scenes level, and then there is the on-the-pitch stuff, which is perhaps even more ridiculous, even more ridiculous because you let, you let Trykowski score on you. Um, yeah. when you're Donnarumma and you're playing for Paris Saint-Germain and you're making, what, 12 million a year and you let that shot from like 40 meters out, you know, not even going at breakneck speed, get past you at the 92nd minute, you know, it's, that that's, that's, that's ridiculous. And um, I mean, it's not even surprising at this point, which is really saying something considering that you're, you're Italy, you've won World Cups, you were, you're you're a big big national team. You have something to say on this stage, and you're missing your second consecutive World Cup. Yeah, I mean it's pathetic because I think before 2017, it was in the 50s, I believe, the last time that they did not qualify. And now to have it happen twice within such a short time span and twice in a row is inexcusable. But as you said, the reason I don't. It, don't even want to spend more time on this is because nothing is going to change to hear all these, you know, everybody has their breakdown as to what will change or what needs to change or how there needs to be a revolution. And in fairness, it's a lot of, a lot of the people saying these things are well aware, or maybe they just have it. They're, they're not spending much time within the country, but they're well aware that nothing is going to happen. Nothing. You know, I, 
Kassan or he, he was doing like a live stream and I was listening to it um, or at least listening to the Why? noises that were coming Why out. Would you? Well, yeah. Why? Well, to... he, it's, it's not really when he talks, it's, it's pretty incoherent. Anyway. Why would but... you? <laughs> Why would you ever? But that's the thing. Like even these ex-professionals, they know nothing's going to change. No, but they, they don't feel have the need yeah. to, uh, you know, still feel the need to give their outline as to what needs to revolutionize, knowing full well none of it will ever come to fruition. But for sure, uh, yeah. Yeah, so anyway, uh, moving moving on, um, the market. The market of Roma, we hear all this stuff about the summer. I guess it's kind of hard to believe that there's only eight match days left. I had to do a double check and make sure that was actually the case. It's match or, uh, round 31 coming up this weekend. Yeah, Wow. Um, it's scary, yeah. I, I don't even know what to say. I, I don't know whether <laughs> I'm happy or not that this is happening. And then I, I was also, I guess, a wave of absolute fear came about me because I forgot that they had drawn, this past week at least, I had forgot that they had drawn Baldu in the conference league, and I have no clue what to expect for that. But let's start very quickly with the market. I mean, we're reading and we're hearing the same things. I talked about this a couple of months ago, and then the, this guy, Jufredi, uh, uh, who's the or was the former agent, agent of uh, Jordan Veritu, he completely cucked me because I had called him a few days ago to ask him to do an interview. Um, now, naturally, he doesn't speak English. Um, but he said, no, I'm not doing interviews right now. And then, and of then course, he, he went on and <laughs> gave the interview the of, of a lifetime. Yeah. Yeah. He, he decides to go on their live stream. So that made me feel really great about myself. But beyond that, so it finally, he decides to announce it, even though I, uh, we talked about it on here briefly and wrote about it last month, that he's no longer the agent of Vanitou. But he also reveals that he rejected a contract renewal from... Roma. I mean, for me, that's not even remotely surprising considering these past two months that he's had. I mean, he really did. And, and uh, maybe you look at the, look at the start of the season. Yes, remember the, the momentum exactly of, of, of I forgot how uh, good he was. Look at Veritu scoring here, scoring in the opening game to Fiorentina against his former side, scoring against Salernitana, making the French national team a big dream of his. Uh, he went from that. To absolute zero to being benched for the most important matches coming on around the 75th minute, making zero imp impact whatsoever, being linked with Inter, Marseille, this, that. Uh, it's uh, the, the trajectory of his season after two really good ones with Be Roma. Honest, did you remember that he was that good before Juf? Uh, uh, he said it yesterday because I had completely forgotten. I have to admit well, it. I remember. I, I, I remember. I, because when we go for the website and we have to look for some pictures, I, I, I still come up with those pictures from those first matches where he's there celebrating because he scored. And it's been a while since he scored, and which is very yeah, odd we, for we somebody like Vettel. Cool, from recent so. matches. It's. I think it started all with with when he started missing those damn penalties, man. It's it's I, that that I think beautifully encapsulates his time at Roma. The he was he was steady. He was really reliable, and all of a sudden, just nothing. Poof into thin air. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. I, yeah, I mean, admittedly... I completely forgot how well he performed in those early days. And the penalties, of course, that has something to do with it, in my opinion. But really, since this switch to three at the back, he has just been forgotten about. I, I mean, not even taken into consideration, it seems like. And, and it's kind of, when you take a step backwards and think about it, I mean, Diawara, Veritu... If I'm not mistaken, were they not the in the starting eleven for the first match of Paulo Fonseca? Yeah, I could they, be incorrect. They, they were no, no, they, they, were, they were, and they were, and they were for a while. They were, they, they were the thing. They, did yeah. his, uh, his knee. Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Which is, I, I don't know what that says. If that says more about the change that was needed within the team under Mourinho, or if that says more about these individuals, it's just an interesting of events i guess but on top of that too i in this this one does surprise me a bit now diawara he'll go to cristante is the one that i really find it, it's not surprising i guess i suppose i just he seems like one of those guys uh, simply from a character standpoint that Mourinho would like doesn't really excel at one thing. I hate this turn of phrase, but uh, kind of like a, not a passion merchant, but um, an effort merchant. Maybe that's a good way to describe yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's not, this poor guy, you know, we, you talk about it especially. I mean, defender, midfielder, forward. I mean, the guy just moves back. He's like a chess piece. He's been all over the board except goalkeeper. But he's not, he's not excelling anywhere since he's been at Roma. He still does have a contract. I believe he's up in 24, if I'm not mistaken. 24, yeah. yeah. Had, had, had a brilliant performance against Der in the Derby, I think, maybe. Yes, but he's been playing so much. That's the thing that I don't understand of it. Yeah. I mean, does that surprise you? I... <laughs> I I don't know. I mean, he and and the fact that that uh, that he is uh, he is considered a, a leader, you know. He is yeah, yeah. He's considered uh, an important figure. If you read most of the interviews with with the young guys, when they are asked who are the teammates that help the most, it's usually Pellegrini and Cristante. And then maybe Mancini, maybe Al Sharawi, but those two guys are always there in the conversation. Uh, I think it's, um, I think it's just, I think both both parties, if if it if there is truth to it, and if 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 you know if we are nearing the sort of the last few weeks of Cristante's time at Roma, um, I think it's because both parties sort of realize that they're. It's push and pull, and it's not doing anybody any good, especially like Roma are good with him, are okay, but he doesn't give gives them versatility, yes, but he's not making helping them make that extra step forward. 
And the same goes for Roma. Roma are not doing Cristante any favors, you know. They yes, they're he's playing a lot, but most of the time he's not comfortable. And Roma haven't made him comfortable ever since he came here. So it's uh that's that's how I see it, is that it's a very complicated relationship because at the at the at the heart of it, I think the guy loves it here and the people working within the team appreciate him. And the teammates appreciate him, but it's it simply it doesn't reflect uh, on his performance. It doesn't it doesn't equate in any any sort of concrete result. You're not winning because of him, and he's not getting be- better because of us. So it's only logical for for a player and a club to come to terms with it and and go their separate ways because you know he's not. A youngster anymore. He ha- he has to find a team where he can be good at something, and not be utilized as you know as a uh, as a again that that word man that haunting yeah. word. Jolly. Don't say it. Don't say Jolly. it. Yeah. Boom. Well, and it's only right too that uh, 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 Monchi would be the one because he uh, Sevilla is reportedly yeah. the club yeah. most interested. It, it would be. Akin to Romeo and Juliet, I mean, ultimately ending up together. What did he spend on him? I'm afraid to even Google that, but wasn't it no, 25? It, something like that, yeah. Yeah, oh. something like that. And and it was, I remember it was, uh, you know, it was, it was a big, it was a big acquisition because you're bringing in this guy who's even... Nine goals. He is, yeah, I mean, in all competitions was 12, I believe, and... and you know, uh, a guy who takes the the shirt from 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 Raja Nainggolan, and uh, he is supposed to be this this force to be utilized under former manager Osobidi Francesco, and too much is being asked of him in in two difficult situations. I mean, he's been very unlucky also with the kind of Roma that he found. He found a Roma that was not compatible at all with him. You know that's why he has, he's had to play center back for I think more of the more time than the actually playing in his own position. Um, he came here as an attacking midfielder, almost the trequartista, uh, to being played at the back most of the time, and it's it's all there. You know, like the the, the intentions are there, the passion is there, the the dedication. They really, I mean. You never hear him complain. Never. Yeah. The this is not a guy that will hang his head low and 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 you know be moan around or you know be be annoyed by something. He's he's always gonna be there, but it's it's not doing anybody any favors. And I actually think that for him, a change of scenery outside of Italy would be would do him some good. And um, it's I think it it has come to that. That point in time, Roma really need to realize what's important for them. This this summer market is going to be about what is important for us. You know, now that we've seen what we look like under Mourinho, what Mourinho wants, what he sees in this team, and Cristante may be even one of his most reliable players. There is that I think just understanding that this mutual understanding that this is not going uh, places. 
you know, mm. at least at this moment, I, this is the feeling that I have. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, you know, in the summer, nothing comes out of it and Cristante stays and gets his contract renewed. But the, the feeling is that both both parties sort of came to the realization that, you know, this was this was fine. You know, we had a good time, but but nobody nobody's making any 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 steps forward um, with each other's help. Well, well, hold is- on. That is the perfect transition. I, I, I can't let you go further because <laughs> before we go, we, yeah. we're we not going to talk about Santoria. They got Gianpaolo. There's nothing to preview there. Somebody who took a few steps forward, it, it, would, it would be remiss of us not to discuss this before we go very quickly. Will Smith took a few steps forward the other evening towards Chris Rock. We need nice. to give our takes on the Smith... Chris Rock affair. Oh goodness! Where do you fall upon on this one? <laughs> I mean, I'm gonna sound <laughs> terrible if I take either side because you got one side that's like, ah, you know, I'm hate violence, and uh, but but Will is right, and and Chris uh, sucks because he's a comedian, and comedians uh, suck, and 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 then oh, but this was uh, this was abuse, and and this is this is violence, this is assault. Uh, I I just think uh, I don't know, man. It's I th- I thought that uh, it for a was... guy who played Ali, I was just surprised that he couldn't come muster up something a bit more. Oh, come on, uh, yeah, come on, man. That was a hard slap. That no, was. that that was a hard slap, man. Come on. Are we like... sure? Because uh, Chris Rock didn't flinch. I, no, I, that I think was, I yeah, have to be yeah, honest, yeah, I was more was, so imposed by that. Yeah, that was, yeah, but that was because he was proud, you know, that he has some pride, so he's not, but it was tough. It was a tough slap, you know, and uh, I just think it's, you know, maybe th- this is just personal. I don't, I don't, I always, uh, I'm a big fan of, of, of really uh, sort of loud stand-up comedy from, the old era you know i'm a big mm. richard Pryor fan i'm a big don rickles i'm a huge don rickles fan so he, he who is named the master of of insult comedy so for me you know when i when i see chris rock make a joke like that i don't as a viewer i'm not really taken aback by it i don't even find yeah. it particularly it funny because it's a weird reference it's from a ridley scott movie nobody ever saw in the 90s forgotten i think it was demi moore who shaved her head and played gi jane and it was not even remotely successful nobody cared about it nobody remembers it he made that joke and it, was, it wasn't a good joke but uh, it's a joke. No, it wasn't funny. Yeah, it, it's yeah. a joke in a night. It's a crappy joke in a night filled with crappy jokes. You got Amy Schumer and crappy there. movies. So and crappy movies. Um, so it's it's. I thought it, it was absurd. Like especially you know on a live broadcast, it's just absurd. You know, like like it would be totally fine. I would totally uh be behind it if uh if Will Smith did it behind the scenes. You know, just accepted his Oscar or presented because in that occasion it was even more awkward. He was presenting an award. Right. He, was gonna, he was coming up to present an award. Then he was going back down the stairs after having presented the award. Then coming up again to receive his Oscar. That's awkward. Just accept it. You know, keep that remark in your in, in your mind. Go behind the scenes, you know, after you've won the Oscar and then knock him out cold, you know. Um <laughs> Settle it behind the scenes because that's just a really 
it's awful for both sides. And then he goes, wins the Oscar, and then he 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 cries and on the live broadcast saying, "I'm a vessel of love." He wants love to be a vessel shit. of love. Yeah, yeah. What um, an indictment on Hollywood that is. Huh? <laughs> it's. Uh, I just found it so ridiculous, but a perfect summary. Just how. Just how horrendous that that world blown. is at times. Because there is a lot of good. I mean, I loved seeing Francis Ford Coppola out there celebrating the 50th anniversary of The Godfather. You got Steven Spielberg in the crowd. You got Penelope Cruz among the nominees, which is always a beautiful sight to see. It's always a pleasure. Uh, and some good movies. But 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 then you have these these episodes, which are just. At first, I probably people thought that it was all fake, like you know, like it was make believe. Like, oh, this uh, it's a funny well, bit. It right? would be the most the Oscars were spoken of in a very I, long. Can time. I? Can I? Can I assure you that you can bet your money? Please, anybody listening, please bet your money on the fact that next year's Oscar, because you know that when you win an Oscar in a category, for example, uh, Will Smith won as best leading man, so next year is going to present the award for best leading actress, right? They do it every year. So it's this year Anthony Hopkins was presenting for best leading actress because he won best leading actor last year. Next year it's going to be Will Smith. I can bet you anything that next year Will Smith will present that Oscar, that award with Chris Rock on the side. They're going to make make it look like now they're pals, now they're friends, every everything's forgotten. Chris Rock wasn't even bothered by it. Will Smith, you know, then on the next day called him up and they went for, uh, uh, you know, a light jogging session, uh, you know, around Bel Air or Brentwood or wherever those stars live or like Pasadena, uh, Palm Springs, whatever. And uh, and they're best friends. It's just, uh, yeah, it's just, it's, it was too much, man. It was really too much. I don't even think, and nobody, the funny thing is that, Thanks to that, nobody even knows which movie won Best Picture of the Year. Right. Like the most important award is forgotten because everybody's talking about that. All I will say to end is I wish, wish that in place of Chris Rock, one of my favorite comedians, if he were still alive, was in his place. And that is Patrice O'Neill, who I find <laughs> to be just one of the most uh, uh, clever and funny individuals I had ever watched in my entire life. Without, I mean, just his quickness, the way he could deliver something so funny. He was one of those guys that when it seemed like when, if he insulted you, you could kind of, you would laugh along with it. Nobody likes being uh, on the, uh, the, the receiving end of the joke. Sure. But that was kind of the thing that surprised me a little bit because it looked like, and maybe I'm interpreting it incorrectly, it looked like he was laughing initially. And then he looked over and w listen, <laughs> we have all gotten this look from our partners before. It doesn't matter. Male, yeah, you're, you're in deep shit. We yeah. have all gotten this. Okay. And it doesn't even matter your age. We all know that look, the oh, universal yeah. look of, oh boy. Uh, Are you gonna do something about it? Or <laughs> you're in deep shit now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're, you're sleeping on the couch, yeah. Correct, correct. So I, for me, I just can't believe that somebody uh, of Will Smith's stature doesn't have a bit thicker skin because, as you said, that really wasn't nothing. 
Uh, also, it was a crappy joke. joke. It's not, it's yeah, like it wasn't even, nobody laughed. Nobody laughed. <laughs> and, and the thing too is, oh, he, he he even could have you know taken it in jest, or she could have taken it in jest. You know, GI Jane, yeah. this tough warrior. And, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. It's. Um, I just think everybody reacted wrong. But but right after it happened, I thought to myself, "Oh my word!" If Patrice O'Neill was there, and it was, I, I I was just thinking in my head all of the material that guy would have had within seconds of that anybody but anybody from the old school richard Pryor, man the the king of talking shit and even don rickles you know who, who these are those are people george carlin who wasn't much carlin, of into yes. into insult comedy but with uh, anybody you know anybody who's into that and uh will and and who's good at it will make you understand that it's there is a realm a joke functions on a different realm. It's it does if a joke is good or if a comedian tells it the right way, it works in a different realm. So you don't you don't see it, you don't apply it to your everyday situation. You you laugh at it because it, it exists on a different dimension. And and that's all what jokes are about. That's why you go to stand-up comedy, because you want to see a regular guy up on the stage or a girl on the stage in front of a microphone, uh just just talking, talking, yeah, and you know if you are first in the uh, first in the row, which he was, you know the odds of you when a comedian. Yeah, is you're up gonna there, be the out there. Of you. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you're gonna be out there, and it's a it's a world full of appearances. It's a world of these people wanting to be seen. They make statements. They're proud to show stuff. They're proud to appear a certain way. So, if you're proud to appear a certain way, if you go out and appear a certain way. In in that world, in that situation, you gotta take it. Um, and then, if you have an issue with it, resolve it. But behind the scenes, man, come on, you can't let Australians, who I think were the only ones who were, uh, 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 you know, were provided with that live uh, piece of action, um, because it wasn't taken out. Uh, you can't, you know, you can't expose Australians to that because then the whole country is gonna go crazy. You know, it's. So oh, don't don't do wow. it. Keep it keep it classy. Keep it yes. behind the scenes, and then go out of your way and smack him. Then yeah, if you yeah, have to. get jiggy with it after the event, will Come exactly. On. Yes. Okay. All right, everybody. I can't think of any better way to end it there. All right, we will be back after the weekend when Roma play Sampdoria. So we will chat with you then. Till then, ciao, ciao. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional-grade industrial supplies, count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.